it's your host Omar and welcome to the Curiosity Project. Oh god. Sorry, I'm just turning down the air conditioning, guys. How are you all doing? I hope you're all well. Uh, it's um god, it feels like it's been a while. How's your uh how's your new year been? I hope everything's been great. Happy holidays, all that good stuff. Hang on, let's just uh wipe the windscreen. So, as you can probably tell, um, today is a Talking Cars episode. Uh, fun, fun, fun. Very fun. Um, this is a very, very exciting episode today, and one I've been looking forward to for a while. Uh, so today, uh, I am in the Ford Mustang Mach-E. Oh yes, oh yes, we are not playing around. Um, uh, now, for those who uh, are, uh, let's say, kind of, you know, newcomers, um, I, I love cars. I've owned some very interesting ones in the past. I'm a huge kind of petrol head and, uh, as of recently, have become obsessed with the intricacies of electrification and alternative fuel technologies, whether that be electric or hydrogen or, you know, anything else, whatever it might be. And I'm extremely interested. Uh, so I have decided to create an, a series um, all about kind of, you know, what each um, uh, manufacturer are doing, uh, what their missions are, and the kind of products that they're putting out. And I've been extremely excited for this particular episode because there's a lot of mixed opinions out there about the Mustang uh, Mach-E. Um, and I've just been very excited to kind of, you know, make my own decision about that and then just pass that over to you guys. So I've been driving this car now for about a week. Um, and I think that I'm in a very interesting position now to be able to tell you guys what I think, particularly on the vehicles that I've driven, the one that I own, uh, or the ones that I own, I should say. Um, so this is going to be very, very exciting. Uh, and actually, this car has come very highly requested from you guys, so thank you very much. Um, I know there's a bunch of other cars that you guys want me to check out, and that will definitely happen in due course. And I appreciate all the support. Thank you so much. It really does mean the world. If it wasn't for you guys, I wouldn't be sitting here today with a bloody lapel mic on my jacket. Um, so thank you so much. And also, I want to say thank you to Sennheiser as well. and. Um, you know, for, for supplying the microphones that I'm using today. Um, the link will be in the description of the microphones that I use. And also thank you to Zoom as well for supplying the H8 handy, uh, handy recorder. Um, okay, let's get into it. So I'm in the car today. Oh my God, okay. My London listeners, why is it so cold? It's absolutely freezing. What is it right now? It's four degrees outside. This is, this is freezing. I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely dying. I'm a tall guy as well. I've got blood circulation problems. <laughs> My hands are absolutely freezing. But I'm very, very happy to be sitting where I'm sitting right now. Uh, the interior is absolutely beautiful. Uh, I, I think actually this might be my favorite interior out of all the cars that I've had up to this date, aside, of course, for the beautiful Wraith Black Badge but I'm talking about out of all the electric cars. I definitely think this is my favorite so far. Um, now, 
I'm going to refer back to the to the Kia uh, episode that I had. Now, the, compar- the, the, the comparison that I was making in the Kia episode, and I highly recommend if you haven't seen that, then please do go back. It will be in the description. Um, my whole thing about that car was that it felt kind of like an ordinary car on the inside. There was lots of buttons. It was a little bit cramped. It was a smaller car than what I have now in the form of the Mustang. Uh, but um, that was my gripe. And the thing that I loved about the Ionic 5 was how futuristic it was. It felt like a living space. It was very open, very spacious. Um, very light in the interior as well. And I'm not talking about in terms of coloring. I'm talking about the amount of the actual light that was in the car. It was very, very nice. Um, This is kind of a beautiful blend of both. And actually, I really, really like it, uh, like a lot. Uh, I'm extremely impressed. Uh, Now I'm kind of sitting in front of the steering wheel. I have the, 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 the pony. The Mustang pony in front of me, it's very imposing, very in-your-face. I like it. I'm definitely feeling that. We've got a really thick, chunky steering wheel, as you guys know, with my kind of racing background. Um, I like that. I think the steering wheel is actually very impressive. There is... Hear this? So there's this kind of glossy plastic on the steering wheel. Um, I would actually have preferred it to have this... So there's a bit of carbon... Uh, on the dashboard in front of me, uh, kind of this raw, unlacquered carbon, which I am loving. Oh, it's really nice. Um, I would have actually preferred that to be on the steering wheel. Not a big fan of this glossy plastic, uh, but there you go. It's, it's, it's fine, but it's a beautiful steering wheel. You know, a couple of buttons here and there. Very nice, very tactile. I like it. Uh, in front of me, I think this might be my favorite dashboard layout. Now, the Ionic 5 had this kind of dual screen setup going on, which is great. I love it. Uh, Very similar, actually, to the Mercedes um, setup, where they have it in the C-Class, where you've got this screen in front and and kind of mirrored screen next to it. Um, I'm really liking what I have right now, actually, and I think this this is my favorite setup, where there's this mini, like, little screen in front of me and this huge, this huge iPad uh, to my left. Now, I, I don't actually know how big this is. I think, I don't know, I'm guessing it would probably be, be like, I don't know, a 15, 15 and a half inch screen. You know, just kind of judging on, on, on my understanding of aspect ratios and, and my general usage of screens. So yeah, very, very impressive. Absolutely love it. It's very cool. Uh, this is what I'm, I, I'm really liking this because it's clean, it's easy, there's not a lot of joining, joinery going on here either. Everything's super open. Now, before I carry on about my love of this interior, I want to really address the kind of the elephant in the room, which is the Mustang branding. Now, there's a bit of a sentiment right now amongst reviewers and amongst consumers that this car shouldn't be called a Mustang because it isn't a Mustang. Uh, Now, the one in particular that I have is the all-wheel drive uh, extended range. Uh, It's like, you know, 350 brake horsepower, um, max speed 111 miles an hour, 0 to 60, 5.5 there or thereabouts, 5.8, something like that. Um, 
you know, so it's, it's, it's not a slow car by any stretch of the imagination, but it isn't, you know, the, the kind of the Model S plaid, you know, the 1.9 second 0-60 kind of level, what electric cars can be. Uh, but the power delivery is definitely very interesting and quite shocking if you're not used to it, particularly of a car this size. And that's my next point, is that this is a large car. This is a, people are regarding it as a crossover SUV. I don't know. I don't know. This is two and a half tons. It's a big car. There's a lot of space at the back. The boot is fairly large. It's got a very expansive bonnet as well. This is a big car. In fact, I think this is the biggest car that I've had in the series so far. So is it a crossover SUV? I don't know. I think there's a little bit of kind of, you know, no, I don't think it is. I will not regard this as a crossover SUV. I believe that this is a full-size SUV. This isn't as big as the Range Rovers or anything like that, but it's a big car. It's a great family SUV. And that's where the problem comes in, is the Mustang is typically a high-performance sports car. This is not it. But driving the car, I don't know. I believe this is a Mustang, personally. Now, when I first got the car, I thought this isn't a Mustang. This should not be called a Mustang. And maybe Ford are using the Pony as a way to charge more for a car instead of having the Ford badge on there. I actually, you know, I was a really big skeptic. Uh, when I initially received the car. But when you see it in the flesh, when you drive it, when you experience it, you realize that times change. Times change, and with electrification, and with, you know, convenience and performance being, being married together in a very, very interesting way, is this potentially the next generation of Mustang? Listen, I'm open to it. And I think you guys should be as well, to be completely honest. You know, I know this is going to be a bit of a silly example, but change is difficult for people to accept. I believe that. Change is genuinely difficult for people to accept. Like, you know, when I was a child, I used to be a big fan of Doctor Who. And I remember when David Tennant was turning into what was uh, his, his kind of, you know, uh, his stint as Doctor Who was over and Matt Smith came in and took over. Everyone was up in arms. Oh, he's not Doctor Who. He's not the Doctor. David is the... Oh, my God. It went on and on and on. But then, when people got used to Matt Smith, this brought in a new generation of, of viewers, and he was Doctor. He was the Doctor. And I think this is probably what's going to happen right now. You know, things don't stay the same. Things will change. And I think this is just an evolutionary thing. Will Ford come out with a traditional, you know, Ford GT, a, sorry, not a Ford GT, a Ford Mustang GT, the kind of the one that we, that we know and love? Will they come out with those, one of those and just keep the body and change the platform and turn it into an, uh, to an EV? Maybe. And I think that would be great. And I'd love to get my hands on one of those. But for now, this is the Mustang. I'm totally open for it. I think this is really cool. I like the direction that they're going in. So yeah, I just wanted to deal with that on the off, you know, before we kind of, you know, got into things. Um, 
because I do feel I, I do feel that maybe things are just you know I think things are maybe being made a bigger deal of I, 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 I don't know I don't know I'm probably going to get a bit of heat for this but I don't care back to the interior it's a lovely space the seats you know the seats are nice the leather is beautiful so the particular um, spec that I have it's pretty much fully loaded it's black leather with this beautiful, beautiful red contrast stitching. Uh, I absolutely love it. I'm a big fan with the with this carbon trim that's running throughout the car. This particular one's got a panoramic roof, actually one of the nicer panoramic roofs that I've come across. Um, really liking it. <clears throat> By the way, guys, I apologize if my voice is a little bit hoarse. Uh, I'm actually just coming out of a bit of a flu. Um, so I'm just trying to trying to sort that out. Now, um, the seating at the back is very, very interesting. There's loads of space. So I'm six foot four. I'm fairly uh, tall. Um, I can sit behind myself very interesting. However, the, the, the floor uh, on the ground, um, so wh where you kind of put your, put your feet uh, on the floor in the rear seats, uh, is very high actually it kind of shocked me how high it was and I think it's something to do with this uh, with the platform that Ford have decided to use um, you know I'm, of course the, the the battery pack is kind of you know on the ground and all the, 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 the center of gravity is very very low and that's totally fine uh, but it really has raised the uh, the the the, the, the um, uh, the foot positioning very very high so for me yes there's loads of foot room and knee room at the back but my knees are like close to my ears uh, so it's pretty <laughs> it's pretty intense but there's loads of room back there for, for, for you know two very large adults and maybe kind of a medium-sized adult is kind of how I would describe it the boot is great there's quite a steep rake uh, on the back so there's a lot of kind of space that's uh, that's taken out uh, in that respect but listen, I uh, recently did a fairly long haul journey. It was great. I had a couple of suitcases at the back, all my recording gear. It's totally fine. It's totally fine. You put the seats down, you've essentially got like, you know, a minivan. Very, very effective. Now this is where things get very interesting for me is I think personally, I am in love with the looks of this car. It's big, it's meaty, it's beefy. I'm absolutely in love with it. It's a real head turner. You have this parked, you have people walking by. I saw people taking pictures of it. And this, this is an interesting thing because the Mustang badge, it, and I wanna, I'm gonna do an episode all about the history of, of, of the Mustang because it, it really is something that I'm absolutely in love with. Because the Mustang is something that touches so many people across so many different generations. Um, so you have people who are elder, who are walking past the car and probably, you know, it's bringing back the memories of seeing the Mustang in Bullet, seeing Steve McQueen rocket across the kind of the big screen in this beautiful, um, you know, symbol of Americana. Uh, but then you have the kind of the, the new generation of people who are recognizing the Mustang as something that maybe they saw in I Am Legend, uh, where Will Smith was, was, you know, bolting down in this beautiful, uh, Mustang across the streets in San Francisco. So this is very fascinating to me. Um, where it is, a it is a head turner. I think they've really nailed the looks of this car. Uh, however, the one thing I'm more excited uh, for is the Mustang GT because that is a real head turner. 
Now I'm just going to put the car in Untamed, uh, which is the sport driving mode. And if I correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, I believe that the uh, American version of this car is unbridled, not untamed. So that's very interesting. And it is fairly untamed, to be completely honest. Um, so I'm at a set of traffic lights right now. Uh, as I said, the car does not 60 in about 5.8 seconds. Definitely feels a lot faster than that. Uh, but then again, that's the electric power for you. Um, so we're just waiting for the, and we'll, we'll give it, uh, we'll give it a bit of acceleration uh, on this stretch. Okay. So I don't know if you guys could hear this noise, uh, this almost this engine noise as I accelerated. Um, now that is a setting that I have on. It's called propulsion sound, uh, which is very, very interesting. And do, do I like the noise? I, I guess I'd like a little bit of a grumble, uh, but that's all it really is. It's not a roar. It's not kind of that V8, you know, that V8 roar that you get. Uh, it's more of a, so Ford say that it's been sampled off of like a 1960s uh, sci-fi movie spaceship is what they say. I mean, I'll give you another. You know, I don't know. It does sound very kind of space agey when you think about it. But to me, I don't know, it just sounds a little bit. It just sounds a little bit like, I don't know, a flat V6, to be completely honest. It would have been nicer to maybe have an actual Mustang sound sampled, but there you go, let's give it another go. There you go. Okay, so the driving experience. Uh, okay, so this is where, in my opinion, I think that the Mustang shines. It doesn't feel as big as it is, so the brakes are brilliant, they are strong and responsive. This particular uh, model with the sports um, uh, uh, pedals, it's solid, it's interesting, it's great, I love it. I'm really feeling the connection. And the thing, guys, that's really shocked me about this particular car is the connection that the steering wheel has. I mean, the steering is so connected. It's actually more connected than the kind of than the petrol cars that I have, um, you know, you feel the road under you, and I, I, I'd love to understand. So this is actually part one, guys. So I've got a, I've, I've got an episode coming out soon um, where I'm actually talking with the guys from Ford and trying and learning more about their direction of this particular car and where they're going in the future. Um, but the steering of this car is connected. It's interesting. It's fun. It's exciting, you know, so I'm getting a bit of a, uh, uh, let, let's, let's really get going. Oh yeah, okay. I mean, this is a, this is a tight winding road. And, you know, oh God, it's just absolutely mystifying. It really is, it really gets it going, you know. And there we go, we just slid the car out on the corner. I mean, this is beautiful. You know, an all-wheel drive car, as you come out of the corner, it sends the power to the back. I mean, these are guys that know how to make a great, great car. They've, ta they've taken all that knowledge from the 1960s of how to make an iconic sports car 
and they've implemented it in this car and they've implemented it in a very sensible in a civilized in a in a clinical scientific way there we go we're going uphill we've got that torque there we go oh yeah that is fantastic and those big brakes come in and they stop this 2.5 ton vehicle i mean this is fun this is absolutely fun and i feel the road through the steering wheel i feel it through the seats you know, could the seats be better? Yes, they could. I would have preferred something like a Recaro sports seat, if I'm completely honest. Uh, but there you go. You can't expect everything. Like I said, you know, I definitely have big hopes. Um, I definitely have big hopes for the uh, for the GT. Uh, I think it's going to be very exciting. I think it's going to be very, very fun. Uh, but i got to say, if you are a are an enthusiast, a driving enthusiast, this feels connected. Is it as fast as the um, uh, as the Polestar 2? Uh, it's not, no. But is it is it more fun? Now, as you guys know, I, I have the Polestar 2. Uh, sorry, I'm just going to let this uh, this individual through. You know, is it, um, is, it, is it more fun than the Polestar 2? You see, it's faster than the Polestar 2, it is. But then again, the Polestar 2 is a smaller vehicle. Now, a lot of people say that uh, the Polestar 2 is a sharper vehicle. And I just think that's a bit of a moot point, to be completely honest, because maybe it is a sharper vehicle, but it's a smaller vehicle. It's a smaller vehicle. And... I don't know, this is a... Yeah, oh god, that is brilliant. Sorry, we're in a very sh uh, kind of tight, winding road right now and just accelerating in and out of these wind... Oh god, it is just brilliant. I don't know if there's something up, but there's a lot of wind noise in the top left-hand corner in this particular model. I hope that's just something that's wrong with my model. You know... But yeah, is it sharper? Yes, it is sharper. Of course it's going to be sharper. That is a smaller, lighter vehicle. But, you know, look, here's the, here's, here's the thing. Um, if I had a choice, and I'm being totally honest with you guys, if I had a choice between this and the Polestar 2, I am sorry, my dearest, dearest, lovely Polestar, you're going to have to step to the side because I would absolutely have this Mustang. Absolutely have this Mustang. Uh, in my opinion, I prefer the aesthetics. Um, I am in love with, with Mustangs anyway. Um, they're definitely, they definitely have my heart. Uh, but damn, this is, this has been some of the most fun this has been some of the most fun that I've had in an electric vehicle for a while now. And I'm absolutely in love. I'm absolutely in love. Now, this particular... So, I just want to talk, talk a little bit now that I've just gotten my fanboy moment out of the way. Um, I do want to talk a little bit uh, about some of the more particular points. So, for example, so range. Uh, 
Now the range is interesting in this particular one. So I think that you can get the rear wheel extended range uh, version, which they say Ford says does, you know, 340 odd miles or something like that. And I think that might very well be some of, one of the longer range actually. I mean, you know, the Ionic 5 that I had before this was fairly impressive, you know, at, uh, at 250 miles, uh, but, um, but uh, you know, so 330, 340 miles, I mean, this is very, very impressive. Um, I can't attest to that, but what I can say is this one, this one in particular, when I fully charge it, it says about 270 miles on the clock, and hey, listen, you drive it like a lunatic, you keep it on untamed, you ain't going to get nothing close to 270 miles, right? You're probably going to get 230, maybe 220, maybe 210. Who knows? Uh, you know, you have the stereo on, and we'll talk about the stereo in a minute, because uh, that is fantastic. Actually, one of the nicest stereos I've seen so far in a vehicle. Uh, but then again, I am a big Bang & Olufsen fan. Um, you know, listen, you're going to eat the range very, very quickly. But I have to say... Like I said, I made a fairly long haul journey and I arrived um, uh, with about 125 miles left. Very impressive, very, very impressive. You get all that fun and you also get some interesting convenience as well. So I absolutely love it. Um, so look, you know, uh, if you drive on Active or Whisper, which are the other drive modes, then sure. You know that will be the case. Uh, you'll, you'll you'll be able to maintain a lot of that, uh, a lot of that range, a lot of those miles. Uh, but aside from that, guys, I am apolo I do apologise, but with any vehicle, you are going to have a little bit of a difficulty. If I'm completely honest. There is great connection in this car. So, look, is it uh, is it impressive? Of course, it's impressive. Um, uh, but listen, with any electric vehicle, if you push it, you have the climate control on, uh, you have all this sort of stuff on. You, you're going to have uh, some 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 difficulties there. If I'm completely honest. Now we're on a fairly. I've just taken the vehicle on a very rough, very dodgy. Uh, poorly paved road right now um, and you know what I don't know if it's something in particular about this car or this is I don't know if it's been designed this way but one thing I've noticed is at high speeds the car seems to hunker down hug the road you really feel a lot of the road you feel engaged however at slower speeds the pliability um, uh, of the of the suspension seems to go up. It seems to really go, kind of waft. Very interestingly, it's not to the level of a Rolls Royce or a, or a Mercedes or a Range Rover. It's not like a magic carpet ride or anything like that. You know, uh, you still feel that kind of sporty tuning uh, going on. Uh, however, it is very very interesting because it's very smooth and very lovely at low speeds. It goes over speed bumps very nicely. It eats them up. Um, however, at higher speeds, you feel
feel a lot more connected. So I needed to mention that actually, because it is a sporty suspension, but it's not that kind of, you know, that AMG suspension, that S-line suspension that just chat, it just destroys your spine, honestly. You know, just contact a chiropractor after that. You don't need that in this particular car. It's very interesting. I actually, I'm a big fan of the suspension settings in this particular car. Yeah, so good job, Ford. Really good job. Um, maintained a lot of that uh, sportiness. Now, um, as I mentioned, I, I, I do want to talk uh, briefly about some of the kind of tech that this car comes with. So the Bang & Olufsen uh, sound system, I, I want to talk about that very, very quickly. So I don't really talk about sound systems in a lot of cars unless they're very impressive. The Bang & Olufsen sound system in this car is almost rivaling, um, you know, a home hi-fi system. It's, it's very, very good. It's very good. I'm a big, big fan. Um, definitely extremely interesting. Sorry, guys, just give me a minute. There's a bit of a... It's a bit of a, uh, a weird thing going on right here. So, massive fan, you know, really big, really great sound, great clarity. Um, I highly recommend actually as, a, as an optional extra that you guys kind of click the yes button on that. I think that's awesome. Um, now, when it comes to a lot of the driver assist features, I really like it. Um, it's a lot more intuitive, uh, actually, than than kind of a lot of the other cars that I've been using, and I think a lot of it is to do with the uh, with the driver animations that happen in the in the uh, dashboard in front of me. Uh, so that's really quite fascinating to me. Um, you know, the it's, it's autopilot, the full shebang. This is pretty standard now, lane assist and all this sort of stuff. I think this also has, you know, parking assist, a very advanced form of parking assist. Um, I do believe, actually, that I'm sure if there was... I, I think there's some kind of legal thing going on where cars aren't allowed to be full autopilot. Um... I'm sure if that wasn't the case, then these cars, they would be able to just completely drive themselves with very, very minimal human intervention. Uh, but yeah, the driver aids are brilliant in this car. Uh, they're very intuitive, very easy to use. Uh, the interface in this car is the best I've seen so far. I am really a big fan of it, actually. I think the navigation is easy to use, is slick, is very, very interesting. Um, I like the fact that, that one of the big uh, tripes that I had with the Ionic 5, the, uh, the, the infotainment system there, um, was unfortunately the, um, a lot of the menus that you would typically use, you know, very, very uh, often, like seat heaters and stuff like that, were kind of a menu within a menu within a menu, and that's not really very ideal. Um, yeah, that's not really very ideal, to be completely honest. Um, however, yeah, very, very kind. Thank you for not providing me away. Very, uh, very lovely drivers here today, guys. Very lovely drivers, cutting me up left, right, and center. 
It's very nice, but then again, what can you expect with London? You know, seems everyone's having a bad day. But there you go. Um, yeah, anyway, as I was saying, um, definitely, definitely a interesting vehicle when it comes to the driver aids. Um, so yeah, I like it. I do like it. I do like it very much. Um, but I think I would like the Ford Mustang GT a bit more. You know, sometimes I just want a little bit more performance. I, I, I you know, where I'm kind of used to the other vehicles, the Polestar 2s and you know, the ones that are doing 0 to 60 in around four seconds. I would like a bit more performance, uh, but hey-ho. I think this is uh, more than good enough for most people. It's got great overtaking power. Uh, but anyway, as I was saying, so, you know, the, the things which are a menu within a menu within a menu, they're all laid out beautifully. Um, you've got your induction chargers and all this sort of stuff. It's, it's a great car, guys. It's a really great car, and I'm very fascinated, actually, to understand where Ford are going to be going from here. Um, I definitely think that's going to be very, very, very interesting. Um, but yeah, they've done a great job. Uh, I absolutely love it. I think actually out of all of the, out of all of the electric cars that I've been in so far, I think this might be at the top of my list. There we go. There we go. I wasn't expecting that. I wasn't expecting that, you know. You know what, let me turn off propulsion sound just so you guys get a good idea of like how, how genuinely quiet the car is. So let, let me just be quiet for a moment. They could have done a better job with the, um, uh, with, with the kind of sealing of the car with the with uh, noise reduction, but that's just me being very nitpicky. And the one thing that you guys know me for, I like to comment on the indicator stalks. The indicator stalks on this are beautiful. They are very nice. No, no seams as I can feel. It's like a solid piece of fairly high quality plastic. Very nice, very nice. It's a nice car. If you can afford it, because it is a bit pricey because of that Mustang badge. But if you can afford it, I think this is a great option. Genuinely. This is a lovely car. Very, very nice. I'm just gonna park up to the side. So guys, um, listen, those are my impressions of the vehicle. Uh, you know, let me just park properly because I'm parked like a little bit of an idiot. Oh, and also may I say the, the parking aids in this, the camera is stunning. The camera is stunning. The tech, it's just, ugh, I can't fault it. There's a beautiful high definition camera at the front. 
there's a high def camera at the back. You've got amazing 360 cameras all over the car. Uh, it's a beautiful car. I'm so excited. And you know, I, the one thing that I didn't mention as well is that there's no handles on the car. It's all, I'm guessing there's some kind of solenoid thing going on. So you go up to the car, you press your thumb on, on a little button and it kind of pops out. You know, it would have been nice if they went full Tesla and the, the door just opened all the way. I would have actually preferred that. Um, maybe on a future iteration, maybe on a, maybe it could be an optional extra for the future. I don't know. Maybe it's quite expensive to put motors like that in the door. Uh, but it would have been nice, actually, if the car opened all the way. Uh, but it kind of pops open about three or four inches, something like that. And you kind of, you know, use this little, uh, this little grab handle. I guess it's a tiny little grab handle. And you pull the door open. Very cool, very slick. It gives the car a beautiful silhouette. Uh, it's very, 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 very nice. It's my favorite. Actually, you know what? If I, was to, if I was to make a little ranking, I think this is the one that has my heart so far. Uh, I'm going to be very, very sad. Um, actually, um, yeah, this is definitely my favorite. This is definitely my favorite. I really like it. Uh, if you can afford it, I can't see if, where there's any points to complain for this particular car. The interior is very nice, very high quality, apart from the plastic. You know, it would have been nice to see some aluminium or this carbon trim that's on the dash, put that there instead. But it's great, guys. It's great. Really love it. But, um, but thank you, guys. Thank you so much, actually, for, for joining me on this drive today, for hearing my impressions. And I'm extremely excited to actually talk with some guys from Ford to understand what they're doing, what they've been doing, and where they're going. And I think that'll be really fun, so stay tuned. I'm very excited to share the content. And once again, thank you so much for all of your support, for your time, for your attention, and for staying curious. Thank you again, guys. Take care. Have a good one. Bye-bye.